0: Welcome back to Dignity and Respect Today. My name is Ralph Coolman, and I am a union steward at Wallingford Station. Last time we met, I talked about my being placed in an emergency non-pay status by Wallingford Station Management. This isn't my first time around the block. This is actually the fifth time I have been put on emergency placement by Wallingford Management. And I'd like to go over the history, some of the details, and to recap what emergency placement is, what it means, how you grieve it, and why we should all be moving forward together in doing that. The grievance was handed over to my fellow union steward at Wallingford Station. At some point, he conducted an interview with the manager in question. Um, Of course, we were going to go over all the reasons why. And to my surprise, when he asked this manager, was Ralph Kuhlman intoxicated on September 19, 2023? And if so, what proof do you have of his intoxication? And the manager's response was, yeah, I feel like it. He kept repeating himself and laughing. How many people during the workday repeat themselves and or laugh? This was clearly a case of the manager realizing that he had absolutely no proof of anything and he was going to make a false accusation. Believe me, when I get back to that workplace floor, one of the first things I'm going to file is an attack on my dignity. I was not drunk. I was never intoxicated. I have an interview with that, my fellow union steward who I met with that morning and a statement from my wife that I was not in intoxicated and under no circumstances would she allow me to go to work under that condition. Why am I sitting here 25 days later waiting? And really anticipating that I'll be weeks until this is drawn out and I get back and I get paid and I get to do my job again. And that's why I'm sitting here, because Wallingford Management consciously does not want me to do my job. They are unhappy when I question them. They are unhappy when I ask them to do what they've committed to do. And their easiest way, the best way for them to deal with it, is trump up some charge and send me home. So management is going to say, well, you have no proof that uh, this is any conscious union-busting type activity. To which I say, that is not true. This is the fifth time it has happened to me, and I'll go through those. When I was the CCA... Uh, I had an accident. I scraped another car coming out of an alley. I called in. I reported it. I submitted uh, my accident report. I was sent home. And I sat at home for four weeks with no response whatsoever from Wallingford Management. Case was finally settled. And the settlement reads, In part, the parties agree that local management constructively placed the grievant in an emergency non-pay status in violation of Article 16.7 of the National Agreement. The grievant shall be made whole. A year and a half later, a carrier from our station was waiting at a red light Light turned green, he pulled onto a more major intersection. As he was pulling in, a driver didn't see the red light and just crashed into his caravan at full speed. The carrier was suffered injuries, was off work for a period of time. When they returned to work, they were given an investigative interview and throughout a long investigative interview and throughout that interview, the carrier kept expressing that they were being re-traumatized, reliving during the questions. Several times I asked for a break in the interview. The manager absolutely refused. When we finally finished the interview, I brought the carrier into our office. I closed the door And I said to the carrier, just take as much time as you need to center yourself. The manager immediately started knocking on the door. Eventually, I told him we were busy. I did everything I could to give this guy a quiet, safe space. And it didn't matter. The manager came in, and I told him to get the F out of the building. What was he doing? I was given the choice between fight and flight, and I chose to assert myself to protect the person I'm supposed to protect. I was informed that I was being placed on emergency placement. Um, I exited the building, and we filed a grievance. And here's what happened after five weeks there was finally a resolution through the grievance process and the decision read the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance the emergency placement notice is vague and does not describe the alleged misconduct the 167 is expunged and is to be removed from record the grievance shall be made whole no later than 14 days after receipt of this decision management at formal a must initiate pay adjustment paperwork to make the grievance whole in that case the union argued that it is management's behavior not the grievance which should be construed as inappropriate for the workplace a couple years later last year During COVID, I had a carrier who had a sick child. Child had both COVID and influenza. The carrier tested positive for COVID and took time off to take care of himself and his child. When they returned to work, they were called in for an investigative interview, which I sat in on. The interview was very aggressive, very conflictual. I, um, at one point, management asked one of those inane questions they asked, how long have you been a city letter carrier? To which I interjected, management, I'm sorry, but I think you should already know that and the person conducting the interview exploded, saying that I was interrupting them, that I should shut up, that I was not allowed to speak again, which point I informed them that it was my job then and there to represent this person, and I was going to do that. The person exploded even more and put me on emergency placement. I went home. I did not have that settled for 19 weeks. When it was eventually settled, the decision was, the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The emergency placement 16.7 was improper and must be rescinded and expunged from record. Upon receipt of this decision, if not already done, The grievance shall immediately be returned to a pay status and made whole without loss of seniority or benefits. Back pay shall be in accordance with ELM section 436 and the grievance made whole from August 31st until he or she is returned to duty. In addition, the settlement includes management must comply with the provisions of M-01667 and he she must be allowed to participate and advise an employee during the investigative interview. If there is any question or issue regarding the steward's right during an investigative interview, labor relations should be consulted immediately without. It goes on to continue, the team notes, the case file is clear that management gave an instruction for the grievant, who was acting as a steward, to remain silent during the remainder of the investigation. The team agrees this instruction does not comply with M01667. The settlement also contains an explanation That says, the union at Formal-A contended, in part, management improperly invoked Article 6.7. The union argued none of the criterion for 6.7 was present when the grievance was placed off-duty. The union argued management is attempting to discourage the grievance from representing other carriers as a shop steward. Earlier this year in the spring, I came into work early. I thought I was going to do union steward time. I went to the office before I was on the clock to drop some bags and a manager came in and informed me that the office we had used for as long as I can remember, as long as anybody at our station can remember for union steward work was going to be taken away. I informed the manager that it was a past practice Manager said, I don't care. I want you out of here. You can grieve it later. We had a discussion about why I was not going to vacate that office. That discussion became heated. I was ordered out of the building on a 16.7 emergency placement. I left. This time I was taken off the workplace floor and sent home in a non-pay status for over seven weeks. Eventually, we won it, stating that it was improper, that they would make me whole for all my lost wages, and that they would return me to work within 14 days. And you know when the manager returned me to work? On the 14th day. Why was it the 14th day? Because we know that everybody at my station is carrying extra all the time, that they could use another carrier is because they prefer to pay me rather than allow me to protect my carriers the way I should. So here I sit, day 25, waiting, waiting, and waiting to get back to work. You know, I've heard a number of times from various people, wow, it's great, you get a paid vacation. And one of the things I do as a union steward is I'm constantly asking, how does this treatment make you feel? So right now I'm going to be up front and I'm going to say, I hate it, I don't want to be sitting here doing nothing, I do not want to get calls on almost a daily basis from carriers with complaints and not be able to be there to represent them. At this point, I'm looking at at least two months, maybe three months without getting paid that I have to wait until that back pay starts coming in. Last time this happened. I had to fight for that back pay. They filed some of it, not all of it. I had to file a reneg. I will have to go back and immediately begin to fight for what they have agreed to. That's the way the system works. That's the way it will continue to work. It makes me more frustrated and angry being here than being there. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, The other thing that it really has an effect on me is with my sleep. I wake up at night thinking about this, wondering, thinking about the uncertainty, wondering when I'm going to get back to work, wondering when I'm going to get to see the people that I truly like working for and caring for, my fellow city letter carriers. So it's a stressful period and there is never any compensation for that in any way in this process. In fact, at number five, I feel like really this whole process just encourages them to keep doing the BS they do, the bad supervision, and remove the union steward because it costs less to pay me to do nothing than to have me represent my fellow letter carrier. So I'll be placing a lot of relevant doc documents on the website for those who want to attack it. Um, RFI interviews, some ways to try and settle this. Just to re- recap here, emergency placement. Three real things to remember extraordinary it requires certain specific well-defined circumstances intoxication pilferage delaying the mail intentional destruction of postal property delaying the recovery of funds or being a harm to yourself or somebody else secondly you deserve a written notification with the charges and the specifics about why you are in emergency placement. And finally, those extraordinary circumstances normally don't last more than 24 hours, and you should be returned to work after that time period. Well, that concludes today's episode. I'm Ralph Kuhlman, and I'm a union steward at Wallingford Station in Seattle. I'd like to thank all the clowns that made this podcast necessary. The stellar management staff at Wallingford Station, the incomprehensible team at the Seattle Postmaster's office, ordering brutal commands in an effort to enforce the metric of the day, through the entire city and beyond. And finally, everybody at upper management at USPS, your identification of the metric of the day makes all of this insanity possible.